Welcome everybody to the Becoming a Creator podcast. Today joined by Ash, um, who I've had the pleasure of seeing over the last couple of years now and uh, very excited to chat with you, especially with all the recent crazy games you've been playing, the clips you've been posting. A lot of them have been popping up on my feed. So excited to chat with you today, man. Nah, it's good to be here. I appreciate that. It's good to talk to you again. I'm happy to be Likewise. here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I kind of want to start with a couple rapid fire questions. If you made a metal song for a game, what game would it be and what's the name of the song? Name of the song would be tough for me because I'm not great with that, but it would 100% <laughs> be Doom. It'd be hard to keep up with Mick Gordon, but Doom, it's it's just so metal. The game itself yeah. is just so metal. I, uh, the, we're going to skip the name. We're going to skip the name. I'm not. Okay. Have you ever played Doom or done a playthrough on it on stream or anything? No, actually, actually, I never played Doom on PC. Um, I, I played Doom when I was console only, and it, it was a blast. I just never got around to trying it again on PC. But I, I, yeah. I didn't get through the second one completely. I should probably go back to that, maybe do that. So you in the past were playing in a metal band. Like, what was one of the coolest venues, coolest uh, events, or anything, small, big, whatever it was that you got to do? I mean, uh, Warp Tour was awesome. Uh, it was it was crazy, you know, city to city, having to be ready at 7 a.m. to start setting everything up. Like, that was a wild experience. But, like, venue-wise, if you're not talking about the big amphitheaters and all that, was a place called The Masquerade in Atlanta. And it was cool because that venue had, like, it had three different stages. And I think it was Heaven, Hell, and Purgatory. And they were all themed like that. So it was, it was definitely oh, wow. a really cool venue. I don't know if it's still there, but if it is, and you live near Atlanta, you got to go to it. If you started creating content from scratch today, what platform and style do you think you'd be focused on? Short form, uh, TikTok would be the platform. Uh, I still think that rules short form. Um, and I, I'd probably, you know, I'd probably go with the same style of content that I'm doing now. Uh, but yeah, it's don't, nobody should sleep on short form right now. It's, it's absolutely fantastic and viral and wild. Do you think threads will take out Twitter or has any chance of coming around? No, <laughs> I, I don't uh, like, I, I saw someone's take that it, it'll probably kill Instagram before it kills Twitter, which mm. I can see even more. Like I can see that being more of a possibility, but I don't know. I, you never know. You never know. Things change. But as of right now, I don't know about you, but it got boring really quick for me. What's your favorite style of content to make? Obviously, you've been very heavy into short form with it, but do you enjoy the streams more? Do you enjoy the long form putting together those? Because I've seen a lot of your videos even on that are doing awesome. Yeah, it's there's something to like about each, I would think. Like, yeah. I I love the short form because – you can take what was already there and uh, especially because I like to do comedy content, you can take what's already there and add things in editing to either make a non-funny thing funny, you know, or take something real funny and make it even funnier. And the, and the stream obviously is great uh, hanging out with the community and stuff. And uh, I love that aspect of it. It feels more like close knit there than on, you know, TikTok, YouTube and stuff like that. But yeah, you can, Doing short form with those quick cuts, and even mine are like two minutes long. Like you can just take a non-funny line, sandwich it between two super tense moments, and then the line's hilarious. You know what sure. I mean? So yeah. you have a lot more creative freedom once you're done recording it. So I, I, that's probably my favorite to make. And do you think? I mean, do you find that to be more rewarding when you see the the comments on it, or is there uh, more of even a disconnect there where it's like, ah, oh, no, I like it. I like doing stuff live because then people are really there at the same time, or is it all the same? Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool on, on TikTok, especially when it starts picking up. But like sure. you said, there's kind of a disconnect because you can't really keep up with it. 
you know like I, I try to set like a time after i post a tiktok i'll like i like sit there for like a half hour try to answer as many comments as i can you sure. know um but it, it eventually gets to the point where like you just don't see them anymore so there's not as close of a connection as um live even if, even if i'm locked into a game and i can't read chat so much like they'll remind me you know what i mean and and i can really like have a conversation instead of like i appreciate you thank you you know like so yeah, yeah the, the the live chat is definitely more like wholesome i guess well i want to set up kind of the stage for everybody and uh give you a chance to get a you know with your content right now what are you currently focused on what's the direction the games the the strategy of it i mean right now it's I kind of figured out my niche um, and it's, it, it seems to be really interactive improv. Um, so I've, I've switched games somewhat recently and messed around with um, a few other games sprinkled in, but that is something I kind of look forward to is something that has some sort of engagement, you know what I mean? That I can kind of play off of and, and stuff like that, or even something that just seems silly that I, I feel like I could narrate in a funny way. Like there's a dinosaur game I'm playing now that has no VoIP, but it's interaction with people nonetheless. And you can kind of play, like uh, tell a story as you're going, you know, make up a story to kind of give it some entertainment value. And that's just kind of what, what I'm aiming for when I'm looking at games and content right now is, uh, you know, let's, let's try to make a connection and let's see uh, where it goes. Sometimes you just go where the wind takes you. Yeah. And so even as you're creating, then is it mostly designed around being live and then kind of capturing that? And then that's the content for your other platforms and what's kind of your schedule with that yeah i mean everything recorded is live on on stream yeah. um i don't do as of right now um i don't do any off stream recording unless it's like you know at, like for an ad or something like that i mostly keep it as natural as possible on stream but there are some things that um i will think ahead of time you know what i mean uh, about what i'm gonna do kind of like what i was talking about earlier with uh how you could take a non-funny line and, and edit it later. You know, like something as simple as, like, I've been playing DayZ recently. You find an apple. If I say, ooh, look, an apple, that's not funny, right? But I'll say that ahead of time knowing I'll sandwich it between two right. chaotic scenes. You know, it'll be like, ah, 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 look, an apple. And then, ah, ah, and then yeah, that non-funny yeah, yeah, line true. now has, like, comedic taste to it. You know what I mean? So I do kind of think ahead a little bit, and I'll sprinkle it in and, and, and stuff like, oh, this guy's probably not following anymore, uh, following me anymore. You know, he might yeah. not be. But if he is, it's now a clip. You know what I mean? Because, oh, there he is, you know. So a and little bit, a little bit. When you go into DayZ or any of the games that you've been playing recently here, is it something that you're specifically trying to focus on something when you go into it? Like, all right, I want to go to this place or try this adventure. Or is it just purely like wherever the wind takes me, I, I go and improv off of it? A mixture of both, um, depending on if I'm inspired by anything uh, recently. You know, some days it is exactly that. I will spawn yeah. and I will go to a spawn village, spawn town, you know, see if there's people there, try to loot around until I find people. And then if I don't just kind of move inland and kind of see if I can get uh, interaction. But other times I, I will kind of have like a, a loose plan. Like you can, oh. there, there's like a loudspeaker in Daisy, you know, one day I might be like, Oh, I'll, I'll focus on getting there, getting the battery for it, and then see if I could set up, like, boxing matches for people. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, like, it, it, I would say more so it is kind of let's see where the game takes me, you know, especially because there's random events in games like that that could change the way, like, blizzards and cold events that can throw you completely off course. But uh, every once in a while, I do like to have a little bit of a plan, but 
that I, I feel like the more organic what the hell's going on type uh stuff is, is somewhat funny because it puts you in a panic every once in a while what's something that's recently um changed with your content or self that uh maybe has helped you grow in your brand if anything uh i would say recognizing like priorities uh is has been big recently and kind of taking note of what other platforms bring versus live streaming. Uh, so all stream stuff, short form, long form, um, which streaming and kind of finding out priorities. So recently, very recently, as of last week, um, like I'm taking out an ac extra day of streaming. I'm taking out like my Fridays mm -hmm. to focus more on other platforms and stuff because, I mean, when you really look at it, that's kind of what drives people to the live stream, you know, and I felt like building up um, revenue there to supplement that would be the the best course of action, especially because you know how live uh, streaming platforms are right now. You know everyone's mad at Twitch, everyone hates this platform, everyone's against this yeah. platform. So you don't know which way it's going to go. So realizing that and like trying to set priorities has kind of changed my approach on how I do it, just to save myself if anything happens. You know, not that I think it will, but you know, uh, sure. it, it has changed a little bit um, for scheduling and it will it work. I don't know. I think it will, but we'll, we'll find out. You recently swapped kind of your main game as well, right? Like how recent was that? And um, what was the the take on it from people watching? So I, I was playing escape from Tarkov uh, pretty much since I started streaming uh, in like mid 2020, all the way up yeah. until February of this year. And it just got to the point where, I mean, you've played Tarkov as, as, as wipe goes on, it gets a little stale and then wipe happens and you get back into it. And that was kind of the cycle. And it just got to the point where it got so stale. And then this wipe to me sucked, you know, like the, some of the changes I didn't like. And it just got to the point where I was like, I can't do this to my brain anymore. You know, like I, it, it started to get to the point where I was dreading doing it, you know, and that's never the spot you want to be in. So yeah. I was like, well, I have to make like I have to make a change for me, you know, um, so the mindset going into that was pretty much let's try some things. I, I think between February and March, I played 16 different games trying to like figure it out and kind of landed on DayZ as the one that felt the most natural for the kind of content. And it's the same kind of content, but it works right. better in DayZ. Um, so that was kind of the mindset going into that. Um, the reception at first with the live crowd was what you'd expect. You know, there was a pretty a pretty decent fall off of, uh, you know, viewers who like Tarkov's very, I don't, I don't, I don't want this to sound offensive, but Tar Tarkov crowd's very culty. You mm. know what I mean? Like they love Tarkov and a lot of yeah. them only love Tarkov. doesn't matter who you are. Um, but the, the, there were, there was a, a decent amount of core that stayed, which was very helpful. And um, like I said, other platforms, uh, especially TikTok, were able to bring in more of a Daisy type viewership. So uh, as much as there was a dip, there was growth you know, a month, two months after. So it ended up uh, working out, but there's always going to be a dip, I think. Yeah. And, but you mentioned it worked better in Daisy. Did you elaborate on that? Like your content? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's one of those things to where in a game like Tarkov, it's not, it's not necessarily the market that a majority of people are in um, when it comes to even like viewers, you know, it's, it's a very hardcore game. Uh, and a hardcore shooter game. And I, I think may, it is possible that maybe the highlight reel type plays and the, the biggest sweats are, are what people mostly want to see, mm. you know? And it's not something I really recognized, I think, until I left. Um, Cause it, it's pretty much the same 
style content I was doing in Tarkov. Um, and another thing is maybe Tarkov just doesn't give you as much opportunity. You know, mm. with all the risk involved, people are probably less likely to engage in a friendly way, you know, because they're f- afraid to lose their loot. And sure. in DayZ, it's more, it, 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 there's hardcore aspects to it, but it's more freeing. You don't get, you don't get like attached to your loot like you do in Tarkov. So people are more open um, to chat. And I, I think it just, I don't, I don't know. I think it, it just was a better canvas for that kind of style. And people are a little more open to it. And then viewers love it too, because, you know, otherwise you're just running around and eating and trying to survive. So <laughs> if you, if you inject a little fun into it, it becomes super interesting to watch. Yeah, and I mean, that's super cool to see, though. Like, the skill set transfer from one, and then now there's also a whole new audience that probably would never even watch Tarkov that is now, you know, experiencing what you've been able to create on it. Yeah, yeah, it's super It's it's super cool to see, and I've even tried to experiment by throwing in, even though I haven't played Tarkov since February, throw in, like, a video here and there to the newer audience. Um, yeah. And some of it receive it well. And it's funny because a lot of people are like, look, you're bringing that DayZ content to other games. And I was like, no, I, I did this first everywhere else. This is, like, I did this stuff a long time ago yeah. everywhere else. Um, but some people seem to be receptive of it. And, yeah, I definitely think it can open people up to to different games as long as you're consistent with what you do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did you do anything before you were swapping over? Or was it very much like, all right, I can't do this anymore, and I'm just going to start and then you just started playing a bunch of different games? Or was it kind of a setup to where people knew some of the other games you were interested in, or did you have any of that? And yeah, it was, it was kind of like, I'm done, I need to get out. Yeah. Um, but I did, I did make it very clear uh, with the community, uh, mostly the live community. That's who I, I talked to the most, sure. like, like I mentioned earlier. And um, I, I took a lot of their input, you know, because uh, some streams ended up being like, I would play Tarkov, and then I'd be over it. And then we would do some, I don't know, we would just talk, you know, we were just chatting or I would go hang, hang out outside with my camera. You know, it got to the point where I I wanted to do anything that wasn't playing that. So I took some suggestions from people and um, there Mm. was a bunch of games, Rust, the Daisy, everyone was uh, spitting these ideas out for me to try. And I tried some that um, interested me and a bunch of sprinkled in little indie games that were being launched. And um, I just kind of went about that way. That's awesome. And I want to step, uh, take a step back as well a bit and see how you got into this sphere because obviously being a musician in the past as well, I guess, could you even give us a bit of insight on that and then what kind of transitioned you over to you know, gaming and putting gaming content up? Yeah, so uh, when I was in my late teens, like I, I just played guitar as a teenager you know, casually, and I ended up sure. filling in for one of my buddy's bands because they lost their, their guitarist quit or kicked out, whatever. And they ended up just asking me to uh, hang hang out and stay along. And it ended up going pretty well, and we ended up touring and stuff. And through that, I was able to learn, like, you know, marketing and all that stuff. Because it's very it's very similar in that way. Like, you're kind of on your yeah. own for a while. Um, so it was, it was nice. And I, I just loved entertaining people. You know, as a teenager, I used to just make funny videos for people in school and stuff like that. So this gave me a way to do that. Uh, with adding in something else that I loved, which was music, you know, but the real passion was uh, entertaining. Music was just the canvas that I liked. Yeah. Um, but as an 18 year old, that stuff's real fun. You know, 18, 19 year old, you're waking up in a new city every day. Badass. It's cool. Right. In your <laughs> mid twenties, you know, not as cool because you have bills to pay now. And like half the time I was homesick. And um, by the time I left, I was already uh, with my wife for, I think, five or six years. And I just wanted to be home with her. 
So I was like, you know what? Like, I can't deal with all the stuff on the road. Uh, you know, a lot of the things seemed like the same stuff as when I was a teenager, but now I'm not. And I was like, well, you know what? Let's just put this behind me. It's not for me anymore. And I ended up just working uh, like a nine to five regular job for a few years. And yeah. then the the transition, the transition to content creating is it was during, like a lot of people, it was during lockdown. You know, um, I never watched streamers. I didn't know what it was about. Uh, I, I've talked to you about this before that like I always yeah. just assumed streamers were like the best gamers showing off their skills. I respected, but it wasn't something that I was into. Sure. Right? And I and I suck. <laughs> I suck at games. <laughs> I have fun, but I'm not like a sweat in games. But it was actually your videos on Facebook, uh, your um your CO videos. I started seeing and I was like, wow, like I never thought about the humor aspect of this. You know, and, and like, as much as I like playing music, humor was always my strongest, like, suit. And I was like, now, this guy I'm watching, it's hilarious, but he's also good at the game. I was like, I wonder if I can be funny enough to where people will watch me even if I suck at the game. And I was sure. so, and I was like, you know what, this is something I could do, even though it's something I didn't consider before. I was like, this is something I could do at home, you know, stay home with my wife. It's something I can, it's another thing that I love, just like music was video games. Um, you know, I can, I can entertain, be funny. I can do my video editing that I used to do anyway. It just shifted to gaming. You know, I had graphic design background. I was like this, I never thought of it, but this seems like I can put everything together into one. And yeah. I was like, let's give it a shot. And it, it's been great. I love it. And then, I mean, talk to me a bit about you figuring it out then. I mean, you're seeing a couple videos of mine, whatever, like what is your next expansion then into all right well because i feel like it's very different i mean you have a bit of a background with entertaining and being on stage and you know putting yourself out there but to put yourself out there even online in some ways is very different for a lot of people so um what was that process like for you it felt somewhat natural i mean there was a lot of early on there was a lot of struggling and learning mm -hmm. um less with the the presence i guess i, I, I would say but more so with just how things operate because it's not something I ever watched. You know, it's, it was as much as I could know this about graphics, this about audio engineering, whatever from the past, like that doesn't, it, it, it helps, but it doesn't really prepare you for this space. Um, especially at a starting point. So yeah. that, that part was just a lot of like, you know, YouTube and Google. Yeah. Uh, that was the way I went, uh, you know, and searching specific things instead of, watching videos of people doing everything be like how do i do this let's learn this you know and then uh, the steps like each one would come together you know like first it would be focused on video quality then audio quality and then stuff like that until you learn everything um right. and then it got a little easier on that point but like the presence of being online it as different as it is from music it, it kind of like i was already prepared for it i guess you know it yeah. wasn't it wasn't different enough to be like a shock when it comes to like online presence. And then as you started to post online and create, like when did you start to actually see some traction or numbers or like have it even click in for you? Like, Oh yeah, this is, this is good. I could do this. It, it probably took, I would, I would probably say at least a year, you know, um, I, I could see growth that was, uh, you know, enough, enough to be proud of, you know, like I, I might be able to do this. And then, I would guess maybe a year, year and a half in, things in Tarkov started picking up a little bit, and I, I realized that people started, like, recognizing my face or voice and stuff. It's really when VoIP came out. So maybe it was, like, two years. I don't know. 
Mm. Uh, it was really when VoIP came out in um, Tarkov, and then people started recognizing my voice, and I was like, wow, these people know my videos? <laughs> like, I would, I would have no way to know otherwise, really, you know, except, like, a physical like on a video. Yeah. But on uh, some platforms, that sends to everybody. You don't know who actually cares or likes. But, yeah, once, once like, VoIP came along and, and people were talking and being like, oh, wait, you're that guy. I was like, you know, I might be able to, I might be able to do this. <laughs> you know, this might, this might be working. Yeah. And what, uh, so you were also part of the scholarship program with Pipeline, I guess. When did that come across in your journey? And uh, yeah, I guess, what was that for you? I think that was almost exactly a year after I started. Mm. Uh, I, I think the the course started maybe a month after that year anniversary, but I, I think the submitting and all that um, was around that time. So that was huge. That was huge because I was at the point where I wasn't quite getting super known, you know what I mean? And the views yeah. were off the charts. The growth wasn't crazy, but it was at the point where I started to figure out all those things I mentioned. You know, I kind of no. had, I didn't have the best stuff, but I, I, I had learned enough and applied enough to where I felt like, okay, now I think uh, I'm at a point where like the content can shine more, you know, mm -hmm. and people will take me seriously more. Um, and that, that happened right around that time. But like I said, it's a, it's a long journey and, and just getting set up to where I wanted to be took at least a year, yeah. you know, before I even really was able to be proud of what I presented, I guess. And what was like the, turning point for you to then go full-time um with content dedicated to it it was see i i did the th i did something I, I would never recommend to anybody and i went full-time right away mm. uh yeah it was don't do that <laughs> no please we'll talk you through it like okay that's, so that's a very big decision and i have talked with a couple people that have done that before but yeah so with me it was uh and once again lockdown was a huge reason for this uh i was working i was working a full-time job in a warehouse and even before we got shut down i did get promoted to like i was doing like systems i was a systems technician for cnc machines you know working at a desk by the time i was done on a salary like i was like i was kind of stoked on that you know moving up and sure. then lockdown happened and then i i think i just realized how much I loved being home, like like I said, with my wife and, mm -hmm. you know, not worrying about the the BS that comes with a lot of workplaces and yeah. and stuff like that. And I worked from home for a little bit and then everyone was furloughed. So I got to like hang out and be creative. You know, at the time I was doing like music covers on YouTube for fun. And I was like, this is great. You know, this is great. I, I get to entertain, yeah. you know, and um, and then they started calling everyone back early. And I was one of the first people that called back and they just like worked me to the bone because they didn't want to bring everyone back. They they mm. picked the people that they felt knew enough to work in multiple areas. Mm. And it just it, it drained me that summer um, of 2020. And I was I was miserable. And my my wife, uh, I mentioned to her that I wanted to try the streaming thing and she hated seeing me miserable. And she straight up one one Sunday said, she was like, quit your job. I was like, what? We had a place together. It wasn't like, you yeah. know, it wasn't like I was living at my mom. Like, we had a place together. She was like, did you, have you saved up money? And I was like, yeah. She was like, right. quit your job. I don't want you to see you miserable. And, and if anyone can pull this off, I think it'll be you. So that yeah. was huge for me. Um, and and like, like I said, I did save up money, especially, you know, they were given stimulus checks and stuff. Sure. Um, so what I did is I took that stimulus check and I put it into creating an LLC for graphic design. So I would stream 40 hours a week right away, but in the right. mornings and at nights, I would try to find clients and do graphic design 
just to hold me over a little bit longer from the money I saved up until I could start making money on on Twitch. And it did take uh, it took maybe like five or six months before I was like, okay, maybe I can put the graphic design on the back burner now, yeah, and really start to send it. And so, were you very direct with this? Like, all right, I I am going to be rigid in my calendar and my schedule to go full time, and like I'm I'm fully dedicated. You mentioned you know forty hours right away. Is it like yeah, like the the first steps for it, I guess. And then how did that transition six months a year after? In terms of like your your scheduling your day to day, at first there there was loose scheduling. I I just knew that I was like, okay, I'm gonna stream from this time to this time, Monday to Friday. I'll keep weekends off for myself. That was mm-hmm. the original plan, you know. And at first, it wasn't a whole lot of off platform stuff. It was really only Twitch, you know. Like, right. I didn't know any better, you know. It was only Twitch, and and the loose planning I talked about was in the morning. I would go through, try to gather clients in like an Excel worksheet. You know, reach out to them uh, and then try to work on them after streams. Yeah. But like otherwise, for I was just like, no, I'm going to stream here to here, this day to this day. We'll see what happens. You know, so it did translate, like you said, like five, six months later. You know, even it might even taken a little, taken a little longer before I was like, really like, you know what? I should start making sure this is everywhere. Right. Because you, you can't, you know, nobody's going to see it if it's not there. So why not start throwing it out there? So it did take a little bit. But a lot of it was just lack of knowledge at first. And you started on Twitch. Um, you're still streaming there, but obviously you're posting onto TikTok. I mean, you've got YouTube videos going up. Have you noticed a come through, like people coming through from your other platforms to Twitch off of that? Is it a lot of organic people that are on Twitch that are discovering you in the different game categories that you've gone into that are going to your other platforms? Um, people natively staying on each of them? Um, yeah, I- I would say majority is from somewhere else yeah. when it comes to Twitch. Um, and that's when I started to see the most growth. Yeah. It, it wasn't even just, and, and the thing was, it wasn't even just when, when I started posting somewhere else, I started to see that growth. It's when the other things started doing well. You know right. what I mean? And I, I've noticed uh, different communities show up differently as well. Because at, at mm. first I was starting to get well-known as like, uh, one of the the more known Tarkov TikTokers, right? But there wasn't a huge influx. There was a little waves, but with DayZ, that crowd, that community, is completely different. You know, they they like like an army came over to Twitch. You know, it was it was wild. But yeah, it was it, it did take a while, but it's a hundred percent. That is the biggest growth I've seen is from other platforms at the at the moment TikTok, yeah. but I'm sure YouTube. Well, it, it probably works the same way. Like if it's if it's at the same point, yeah. Twitch itself, like there was some growth before I really started sending it everywhere else, but not not like not like it is when you send people from uh, off platform. Sure. And so you mentioned that now you've been taking a day off just recently, uh, a week to focus on some of the other platforms and step up some of those. What are kind of your future goals for your content and where you want to um, develop out towards or? kind of tackle is it like you know continuing on in daisy finding other games you could branch out to get back into music in some way like do you have any like bigger yeah so uh, the most recent plans for me is kind of steady as she goes for the content because i'm prioritizing myself a little bit right now you know because the way my schedule is right now i i wake up you know i post tiktok I'm I'm pre-editing, I call it. Then I'll stream, and then I'm editing a TikTok for the next day. 
And the TikToks yeah. now for me take three to six hours. They used to take 20 minutes wow. in the other game, you know? So with the storytelling TikToks, they take like yeah. three to six hours because my TikToks are now four, five, six minutes long sometimes. Wow. You know, and like it, it, it killed like the nighttime was my free time. And <laughs> now I'm editing till, till like midnight. Yeah. And then, and then I want to like relax. So I'll try to play a game and all of a sudden it's 3 a.m. And I'm like, I got to go to bed. Uh, yeah. And then, and then like you're up, you feel up against the ropes all week. And then Saturdays and Sundays were me, like, even if it wasn't a full day, it was me cleaning up everything I couldn't get to the week prior, you know? So, so I start, um, I started to get to the point where I'm like, I got to, I got to do something. You know, my brain feels like liquid after every day. So my priority right now is I, I, like I said, I cut, I cut out the Friday so I can edit all day that day. So hopefully I get my Saturdays and Sundays back and I get my nights back. So right now when it comes to that, that is my main goal and priority. But yeah, I am looking at other games because I think with the way my brain works, games will get stale quicker and quicker. And I don't want to do what I did with Tarkov where I just deal with it for months. Um, so I've been looking at stuff like uh, GTA RP. Mm -hmm. uh, I've not gotten into it yet. I did. I did apply to a server, so we'll, we'll see uh, when they answer. But um, I feel like that that kind of game is a natural progression for the content I like to make, and um, I, I think it would be fun. Definitely, that would be that would be insane. And I mm -hmm. guess on the TikTok front, um, <clears throat> you mentioned doing much longer videos there. I know they've been doing a big push in terms of you know minute plus videos and their creator fund for that has that been one of the main reasons that you've made that shift has it been like the audience wanting more of the content because of the different format in the game or what's been some of the reasoning behind that for the longer content it was kind of very lucky uh perfect timing so when the the content shift for me is when i was playing tarkov it, it was very you know like i said i'm not great at the games there's occasional highlight clips you know, but a lot of it was more reactions to something funny that happened, mm -hmm. you know, and those reactions, you know, when you when you dress them up, maybe like a 20 second, 30 second thing, you know, or a quick conversation, you know, usually up to a minute. Um, but also TikTok usually uh, only liked under a minute. So you would kind of get you kind of get your brain used to how right. can I cut this down as short as possible now with Daisy and the life being, you know, sometimes a life will be two hours long. You know, Tarkov's not like that. A raid is, you're sometimes in there 15 minutes, like 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. you're, now you're talking two hours. And uh, if you want to have a story that, that grips people, um, th there has to be a beginning, a middle, and an end, you know? So, like, I like to bring in when people get introduced, you know, a little bit of the journey of whatever mm -hmm. we're doing, a little bit of whatever plan we come up with, make sure to include that. So um, the, the viewer gets to know, okay, what's the goal here? Right. And then the ending, which is usually me dead, you know, but naturally just, just packing that together in a nice little package ends up being, you know, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes. Yeah. And then right after I started doing that, maybe a few weeks or a month after they introduced the creator fund and, or the um, creativity beta, they call it. Yeah. And they were like, they were like, yeah, we like videos over a minute. And I was like, Hell yeah. Well, here we are. You know, so yeah, I mean that that definitely helped keep it on track. But um, yeah, it was just a it was just super lucky timing for me that 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 they started doing that. And for the videos that you do on YouTube that are kind of with that, you you do less total videos on YouTube. Are those kind of you taking the ones that are the longer stories that you want to put there? Is it a reformat of the content that you're doing on um uh, the TikTok video into 
YouTube as well, or do you keep them all separate? Um, right now they're somewhat separate. Now there, there are lives that, um, more things happen, like start to finish mm-hmm. and those kind of, uh, lives, I, that's where I think YouTube, you know, I'll probably mm-hmm. get a TikTok out of it. Maybe, you know, if there was enough funny stuff that I could cram together, maybe, but like as sure. a whole story, you know, if, if it's, um, if it's got a lot of meat to it, that's what I think of when it comes to YouTube. But yeah, YouTube's only twice a week, so it's easier to like pick and choose those. Yeah, you know, TikToks are every day, so I could find a short life. E- even if there was a couple funny things that happened, I'll do my best to package it together. If there's unfunny stuff, I'll use editing, like I talked about earlier, to try to make it funny, whether it's mm-hmm. music or little one-liners here and there to to make it flow. But those specifically wouldn't work for a YouTube video. Um, and as of right now, I do all my own TikToks, and then I have an uh, an editor doing my YouTube. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it, there is a decent separation there, but I, I am started, I am thinking of with the new plan and new schedule, um, kind of making it more cohesive, like you were just saying, to where I'm going to cut everything. I'm sure. going to cut the YouTubes, and then I will reformat them into TikToks. I will select the music, and then the editors will do all the, you know, polish afterwards, captions and all that. This way, every, everything now feels like my style. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, and more cohesive. Because right now with the... The time difference, I'll post a TikTok and people are like, where is it on YouTube? And I was like, well, you see, the thing is, I, I do the TikTok. I did the TikTok last night because it happened yesterday and it's posted today. Yeah. You know, the other, and, and I post five, five times a week. You know, YouTube, I have to send it out and it'll be edited. So, like, you might not see this TikTok on YouTube till a month later. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. So, hopefully, this kind of tightens it up a little bit. But that's kind of the way I looked at it in the past and kind of the way I'm looking at it in the future. Yeah. I mean, to me, you, you've had just such a, an amazing kind of rise and like figuring out the content and, and such an entertainment value with all of it that like it just keeps shining through in what you're doing. And so how you're packaging it and putting it together and doing it for the audience is just super interesting to me. And to the same point is like, um, I'm, I'm curious, is most of the content that you are coming up with and even, I mean, you mentioned the games you're playing to a degree, is it more you coming up with that or... How much of it are you taking from the audience of them being like, oh, you should do this or, uh, <clears throat> you know, this this should be the avenue. You know, oh, you, you're, you're playing with these guys, whatever, you know, oh, go kill that guy. Or, you know what I mean? Like, how much are you taking the input from the audience versus being the decision maker uh, on it? Um, so when it comes to, like, planning in general, I, I do consider uh, what, what everyone says. Um you know, ahead of time and, and I'll kind of play through it in my head. You know, if, if, if you're talking like specific games, someone's like, play this, like sometimes I'll know what game, like game they're talking mm-hmm. about. And I just know that's not me, mm-hmm. you know, the, like there's no way in my head for me to slice it the way I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, but I, I will take considerations for that, but in game, yeah, they're all goblins, you know, kill this guy, <laughs> eat this guy. But, um, instead of listening to them and sometimes you, you, you know, you deny, 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 and then finally do it and you get to the little quick, Look at the camera like, oh, no, I listened to you guys for once. Um, but that also adds like that, that like push and pull dynamic um, with the, the community when they're like, kill this guy. I'm like, I'm not killing this guy. Like, yeah. I'm a good man, you know. And then if it eventually plays up to me having to do it, you know, they're like, oh, we knew you'd crack eventually. So it adds a dynamic live that I, I love to play into. But um yeah, it's and then how it's, about it's on the videos then in terms of like do people ever request like oh you should post this full the full story just uncut or uh you know what to that point of you know somebody saying oh, is this one on YouTube or anything? Yeah, uh 
I, I do get that um, a, a decent amount, especially with the short form, because it's only two, three minutes long and people want to, you know, consume more of it, uh, of that life specifically. And they'll bring up um, like, where can I watch the full stream? And I would just direct them to Twitch, you know, where can I yeah. watch the long video? And if it's not on YouTube yet, I'll say you can go there. It'll be there. You know, it's scheduled. Um, and there's been suggestions that I haven't followed through with. Like people are like, would you consider posting full streams to YouTube? Right. You know, and like I'll, I'll like take it and I'll think about it. And like that's one that I, I haven't done and probably won't do. But the, the requests are out there. And, yeah, it's definitely something that I, uh, I think about and kind of plan how I think it would work in my head before deciding yes or no. Yeah. Awesome. And I think this is even a good place to, to wrap it then. But what advice would you have for other creators, people who are looking at your content? Obviously, I'm sure you get a lot of it, but what advice would you have? I, one thing that's been brought up a lot, uh, which I, I feel like is a fitting thing to give advice for, is switching games, um, because that's a lot of th that, that's something that a lot of people bring up, you know, and, and it's tough, especially you see it a lot with Call of Duty right now, with everyone getting sick of it, you know, and how I was with Tarkov, other people are like that, and, and the the main advice I would give for something like that would be to really diversify, um, really diversify everywhere else, you know, keep keep content flowing everywhere else, even if it seems down on the live switch right away um, and really sell it. And another thing is uh, when you're switching games or something like that, kind of keep the same uh, like style at first, at least at first, if you want to switch it up completely, you know, but at first make, make it feel more natural. Like, okay, I never saw this game, but this is the same, like the same stuff that I liked with you before, mm. you know, makes it a little more natural. Um, but those two things together, like making it, as as similar as you can, at least at first, to make it smooth and diversifying to really get the eyes out there for something new and and kind of like don't don't get too hung up on numbers. Everyone says the same advice, you know, when it comes to that. Don't get too hung up on viewer numbers and stuff when you're doing things. Change change is important, and there's always everyone everyone who's done it deals with it. Everyone, you know, you will get that fall off, but it's a you've done it before, you know, you've you've grown before where where you're at. You can grow again. And in fact, you're in a better position than you were when you grew the first time because you learned a lot. You know what I mean? So I definitely recommend if someone's in that spot to do that, you know, save your mental, but really plan out the way you do it. And th there's a lot of smart ways you can do it. Boom. I love that. Ash, thank you so much for joining, guys. I highly recommend checking out, even if you've never seen these games or uh, the aspect to, the, to his point is storytelling is awesome. There's so many fun, funny moments in it and uh, could give you a lot of ideas even in your own stuff. So thanks for joining, man. Nah, I, I appreciate it. It's good to be here. Whenever you, whenever you need me, whenever yeah, you want me. <laughs> definitely. And uh, if you guys want to listen to any more of these podcasts as well, give it a rating, a review. We'd love to hear the feedback and we'll always have some more coming for you. Thanks so much for uh, watching and happy streaming, everybody. Bye.